Hi there. You are listening to International Tales. Have you heard the story of French Puck? He's a little rascal, but don't take my word for it. Listen to it for yourself. This is the French story of a French Puck. Among the mountain pastures and valleys that lie in the center of France, there dwelt a mischievous kind of spirit, whose delight it was to play tricks on everybody, and particularly on the shepherds and the cowboys. They never knew when they were safe from him, as he would change himself into a man, woman, or child, a stick, a gold, a plowshare. Instead, there was only one thing whose shape he could not take, and that was a needle. At least, he could transform himself into a needle, but try as he might, he never was able to imitate the whole. So everyone would have found him out at once, and this he knew. Now, the hour oftenest chosen by this naughty sprite, whom we will call Puck, for performing his pranks was about midnight, when the shepherds and cowherds, tired out with their long day's work, were sound asleep. He would go into the cowsheds and unfasten the chains that fixed each beast in its own stall and let them fall with a heavy clang to the ground. The noise was so loud that it was certain to awaken the cowboys, however fatigued they might be, and they dragged themselves wearily to the stable to put back on the chains. But no sooner had they returned to their beds than the same thing happened again, and so on till the morning. Or... Perhaps Puck would spend his night in plating together the manes and tails of two of the horses so that it would take the grooms hours of labor to get them right in the morning, while Puck, hidden among the hay in the loft, would peep out to watch them enjoying himself amazingly all the time. One evening, more than 80 years ago, a man named William was passing along the bank of a stream when he noticed a sheep who was bleeding loudly. William thought it must have strayed from his flock and that he had better take it home with him until he could discover the owner. So he went up to where it was standing and it seemed so tired that it could hardly walk. He hoisted it on his shoulders and continued on his way. The sheep was pretty heavy, but the good man was merciful and staggered along as best he could under the load. It is not much further, he thought to himself as he reached an avenue of walnut trees, when suddenly a voice spoke out from over his head and made him jump. Where are you? said the voice, and the sheep answered, Here, on the shoulders of a donkey. In another moment, the sheep was standing on the ground. William was running towards home as fast as his legs would carry him. But as he went, a laugh, which yet was something of a bleat, rang in his ears. And though he tried not to hear, the words reached him. Oh dear, what fun I have had to be sure. Puck was careful not to always play his tricks in the same place, but visited one village after another so that everyone trembled lest he should be the next villain. After a bit, he grew tired of cowboys and shepherds and wondered if there was no one else to give him some sport. At length, he was told of a young couple who were going to the nearest town to buy all they needed for setting up a horse. Quite certain that they would forget something, which they could not do without, 
Puck waited patiently till they were jogging along in their cart on their return journey and changed himself into a fly in order to overhear the conversation. For a long time, it was very dull, all about their wedding day next month and who was to be invited. This led the bride to her wedding dress, and she gave a little scream. Just think, oh, how could I be so stupid? I have forgotten to buy the different reels of cotton to match my clothes. Dear, dear, exclaimed the young man, that is unlucky. And didn't you tell me the dressmaker was coming in tomorrow? Yes, I did. And then suddenly she gave another little scream, which had a quite different sound from the first. Look, look! The bridegroom looked, and on the side of the road, he saw a large ball of thread of all colors. Of all the colors, that is, of the dresses, which were tied at the back of the cart. Well, what a wonderful piece of good fortune, cried he, and he sprang out to get it. One would think a fairy had put it there on purpose. Perhaps he has, laughed the girl. And as she spoke, she seemed to hear an echo of her laughter coming from the horse. But, of, of course, that was nonsense. The dressmaker was delighted with the thread he had given her. It matched the stuff so perfectly and never tied itself in knots or broke perpetually, as most thread did. She finished her work much quicker than she expected. And the bride said she was to be sure to come to the church and see her in her wedding dress. There was a great crowd assembled to witness the ceremony, for the young people were immense favorites in the neighborhood, and their parents were very rich. The doors were open, and the bride could be seen from afar, walking under the Chestnut Avenue. What a beautiful girl, exclaimed the men. What a lovely dress, whispered the women. But just as she entered the church and took the hand of the bridegroom, who was waiting for her, a loud noise was heard. And the wedding garments fell to the ground to the great confusion of the wearer. Not that the ceremony was put off for a little thing like that. Cloaks in profusion were instantly offered to the young bride, but she was so upset that she could hardly keep from tears. One of the guests, more curious than the rest, stayed behind to examine the dress, determined, if she could, to find out the cause of the disaster. The thread must have been rotten, she said to herself. I will see if I can break it. But search as she would, she could find none. The thread had vanished. <laughs>